You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante, and we've got gold glove results for some reason. We've got DJ LeMahieu extension talk. Why is it taking so long and why were the Yankees not willing to break their own protocol to make it happen? And we've got Giancarlo Stanton trade proposals that make next to no sense and some other trade proposals that follow in the path of the Giancarlo stuff and just further throw your mind off its axis. Remember to please find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts, and give us a five-star review and drop a mailbag question while you do it. We'd be more than happy to answer. All we're doing is staring at our computers and our televisions for the next several years so we will happily answer your mailbag questions thomas uh yankee land pretty stable but uh, people are starting to get into weird prediction mode very weird prediction mode lots of still a lot of moving parts uh we know that the free agent market and the trade market not going to be moving fast but we still have you know gardner up in the air we just got a report uh yesterday that said that he's a strong option to return likely on a cheaper deal and then uh, we have some of these Stanton trade rumors that Joel Sherman dropped today, uh, which we'll go over in a bit. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, but first, I think we need to talk about Geo getting snubbed. Very clearly a snub. Uh, I think no matter how you look at this, um, Isaiah Kiner-Falafa of the Texas Rangers took home the Gold Glove Award at third base. 
the guy is a really he's a he's a wizard on defense he plays third base shortstop and catcher and like all of them fairly effectively um it's just a shame though because if geo didn't win it this year you know he's probably never gonna win it this was his best opportunity in the shortened season and he was going up against two guys who don't play third base on a full-time basis which is just insane to think about. Yo Moncado played what mostly second base uh, until moving over to third, like at the end of last year, and then most of this year. So, Gio is a mainstay at third. It's where he's been for his entire career. He had the stats to back it up. And then, who votes for this? Also, is it Rawlings? Just gives him out. Is that what this is? Yeah, I, I mean Rawlings. It's a Rawlings award for whatever reason. But this year of all years they with the least data ever to be relied upon like maximum these people are playing two months of baseball they decided to make it entirely based on the fundamental and flawed you know metrics and range statistics and stuff usually it's not just a numbers like i complain about the mvp becoming like a war award where like mike trout wins and it's like yeah, no, there was a number for that. It was war. We looked at it. He had the highest, so he's the most valuable. Like, they made the gold glove that this year in the campaign with the shortest data, you know. that There's almost nothing there, and they were still like, uh, okay, so who's uh, the subjective winner? Uh, it's the guy with these random mysterious numbers. But uh, I, don't even know, I don't even know how they did that because I looked at the stats last night. And so Kiner Falafa's stats are a little bit inflated because he played – more games defensively as a whole because uh, he wasn't injured. Gio Urshela, remember, got injured. He missed some time. Connor Falafa played 15 games at shortstop, though, and 46 at third, whereas Gio played 43 at third and missed the other 17 games due to injury. Connor Falafa had two more defensive runs. Sa- he had eight defensive runs saved on the year. Gio had six. Falafa had uh, – Connor Falafa had a 1.3 D-war versus Gio's 0.7 D-war, but – his flawless play at shortstop, which featured zero errors and, a, and obviously a 1,000 fielding percentage, likely up that number. Geo blew him out of the water in fielding percentage, 99.2 to 95.7. Kiner Falafa had five er- errors to Geo's one. Geo made 72 plays versus plays made, I guess, when balls hit to you and you make an out. I think that's what it is, based on what I was reading on fan graphs. Mm-hmm. Gio made 72 of those, and 17 of those were out of zone, so they were harder plays to make. And he turned 10 double plays versus Kiner Falafa's 60 plays made, 20 out of the zone, which does, you know, sl- it, that's slightly uh, best Gio. And, but he only turned four double plays. So I don't understand where the logic comes from. Yeah, I mean, good for the Gold Gloves for rewarding somebody that we probably haven't thought about in Kiner Falafa, but it's bizarre. It was definitely the Yankees' best chance to take home a Gold Glove. In recent years, they didn't do it. And uh... At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Their most recent gold glove remains Brett Gardner several years ago. It's just another one that they're going to have trouble winning, and this year of all years it sort of doesn't line up properly. Uh, but in terms of 2020 awards, it is definitely worth mentioning 
that the MVP finalist dropped, Luke Voigt, who many of us thought was sort of going to be hailed as the Yankees' savior for pulling them through a lot of close games and changing their mentality when it really did matter most uh, in some really down-in-the-dump days in Toronto slash Buffalo slash, you know, many times when Voigt had to deliver these knockout blow uh, speeches this year. He is not the Yankees MVP finalist. Uh, of the three in the American League, DJ LeMayhew is the one who will represent the Yankees uh, when it comes down to voting day. It seems quite likely that Jose Abreu of the White Sox is going to take that home. Remember, it's a regular season award, not a postseason award, and he was really the one who was given the responsibility for Chicago's turnaround. Uh, but it is worth saying, and you brought this point up, and so you know you should definitely uh, get the spotlight here. But uh, this is just going to further underscore the fact that the Yankees should have broken their own self-imposed protocol and talked extension with DJ LeMayhew during the season or before the season, someone they want back, somebody who wants to be back with the Yankees, and now is an MVP finalist and is only showing off for the rest of the world to sort of appreciate exactly how important he is to this team and exactly what an important move they can make if they took him away from this team. I the problem I have with this is that he's been vocal about wanting to return and that and obviously the Yankees had two chances to do this right they could have done it after or during the 2019 season when they clearly saw that he is an integral part of this team and is very much going to be needed if this team wants to win a World Series or they could have done it after the pandemic because then you know there you can maybe have a little bit more leeway in the talks there be like look financially uncertain we'd love to have you let's work out something fair instead it seems to me and I don't want to think pessimistically like this but it feels like they were trying to play the cards like okay great 60 games coming up if he is not good in 60 games we're going to get better value on him but that's a dangerous game to play because DJ is not that kind of guy since the beginning of the season when it was officially shortened to 60 games and we knew what we were going to be getting out of Major League Baseball, everyone was talking about him maybe batting 400. So I don't understand the thought process, if that was the thought process. I I don't know if that was uh, in the front office. But if you're thinking that you're going to get a bargain on DJ LeMahieu because, you know, maybe he gets injured or maybe he falls flat on his face in the the, uh, small sample size – that's that's just the wrong gamble. If if you're a betting person, that's that's just the incorrect way to go about it. Um, and on top of that, you just don't. It, it, that's an insult to him if that if that's how you're going to play it. Um, and there's just it, this is just it's just a stupid self-imposed you know rule the Yankees have where they don't talk contract ex- extensions. It feels and it doesn't seem to make much sense because. Why are you going to risk this guy hitting the free agent market who you know is going, you know, someone is going to try and make a move for him? Look, there are teams out there who still have money to spend. They probably can't break the bank for multiple guys, but, you know, MLB trade rumors predicted that he could go to the Blue Jays for four years and $68 million. That's $17 million a year. That's, the, you know, for a team, I think the Blue Jays have under $60 million in committed payroll at this point, and one of those people is Tanner Roark, who's making like $12 million a year. It's not out of the question that somebody can outbid the Yankees here. And I think it's just a bad look because how many times does this guy have to go vocal to the media to say that he wants to return and there's, he gets no reciprocation? Uh, that, that's, that's my viewpoint on it. I mean, if you're not willing to go four years, 68, then like, I guess you deserve to lose him at this point yeah. because that, that's sort of the low end of what any of us were reasonably expecting 
both before and during the pandemic. Like I, I think a lot of us were looking at sort of targeting this four year 90 mil thing and, and saying, you know, I don't know if the Yankees are going to be willing to pony up for that. Maybe Steve Cohen will outbid them at four years, 90, I mean, four years, 84. These are all sort of the projections. If it's four years, 68, and it's only 17 mil, you have to shed from your, you know, annual payroll. That gets to the point where it's ridiculous, and I don't really understand uh, the justification for not matching that, especially factoring in LeMahieu's willingness to stay, uh, enthusiasm for staying, and versatility. You're not only paying for a second baseman. You're not paying for a problem. You're not paying for someone who's going to clog up space on the roster and eventually become redundant like Giancarlo Stanton. You're paying for both a culture changer and a lineup construction changer and someone who can sort of go anywhere and do anything. He, he wasn't even an expected starter when they signed him the first time. He, he acquiesced at shortstop to Troy Tulowitzki. So we're talking about a person who couldn't be more malleable. Our vision of the future includes him in it for so many reasons, mainly because he can be used everywhere. Uh, he is not the one who is going to create a log jam. That is the people around him, uh, and there are plenty of ways to, to work him into a functioning lineup. So if you let him walk for 468 to the Toronto Blue Jays, you have made a catastrophic error. Yeah, that, that would be un, unforgivable. That, 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 there's no doubt about that, uh, especially to a division rival. If he goes to the NL on that kind of deal, you're still pissed. But if you let him go to in the division to a team that has much less spending power than you do, get out of here. Uh, speaking of getting out of here. Uh, get out of here. Get out. Uh, Joel Sherman, love the guy. This is cool because we did a bunch of stuff like this in terms of trying to match teams up with trades figure out how the Yankees are going to tinker their lineup. And our guy has come up with two blockbuster Giancarlo Stanton trades, one involving the San Diego Padres, one involving the Chicago Cubs. He's got a couple of others that we will also mention briefly, but I mean, how crazy are these dude? I, 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 I'm so happy that this is the discourse this morning. Uh, it's, you know, it's been a very tough couple days. This is going to be a slow moving off season. And you sort of wonder like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I grew up reading the, the daily news and the post and the dedicated Yankee beat writers who work so hard to bring us the inside scoops and what's going on with the team. But I'm sort of getting a little bit bored by this offseason speculation and crafting trades and signings that might not be there and might not fit the Yankees' budget and may not exist. And I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm getting kind of strung out here. I'm sort of almost out of ideas. I need the, the levy to break a little bit and, and for someone to give me some sort of discernible information that I can flip into a take. But I'm not alone. Uh, clearly, the educated scribes and the people who have a lot more experience than me in doing this are just as bored, if not more bored than the early, uh, than me in the early offseason stagnation, because we've got Joel Sherman who for sure is more plugged in than, than you or I knows a lot. Uh, but he is now uh, throwing out Giancarlo Stanton trades, throwing out a laundry list of potential trades that the Yankees should make. Uh, both of the Giancarlo Stanton trades involve swaps with the national league. So we're assuming that the universal DH is approved. Uh, next year, I guess, even though we've been told it, it won't be, um, even if it, even if it lies in the future, um, you know, next year, I don't think any national league team is trading for John Carlos Stanton in 2021 and putting him in left field. Uh, he, he's pretty much, you know, outright grabbed a bullhorn and said, uh, I, I cannot do that. And I will not do that. And I don't know why you keep telling me to do that. Uh, so that sort of makes this a non-starter for me, uh, to begin with. But, uh, yeah, we are looking at uh, two Giancarlo Stanton trade proposals. Uh, the first one, Giancarlo Stanton 
and prospects to the San Diego Padres for Eric Hosmer and Will Myers? I don't, I, I don't know what we're going to do with that. That seems cool, but Eric Hosmer plays first base, and so does Luke Voigt, and Will Myers plays the outfield, and so does our all-star outfield. The interesting part that he raises here is that the Marlins are actually paying $30 million of the $218 million left on Stanton's deal. So if you want to even call out the Yankees even further for crying about money, the next three years, they're only paying 19, 19, and 22 million for Stanton, as opposed to um, the, the, in the 28, 29, 30 range. So that's, that's big. And that's a starting pitcher right there. If you ask me a solid starting pitcher, but anyway, um, I like Eric Hosmer a lot. Uh, Will Myers was really cool when he was on the Rays, and then he kind of fell off after that, after he was dealt. Don't really need another injury-prone dude in our outfield. That doesn't really seem like it would help us whatsoever, considering that's been the narrative for three years now. This, doesn't, this deal doesn't make any sense. I can't, I can't make it make any sense unless there are subsequent moves coming where you're going to move Clint Frazier, which he does mention – Later down in the article, you move Clint Frazier and uh, Jonathan Luizaga for Lance Lynn to, uh, in a trade with the Rangers, sure as possible. You move Luke Voigt. He doesn't have any Luke Voigt trade scenarios, but I don't know what you do there. Is that That's a downgrade, in my opinion, especially because Hosmer, uh, Hosmer is certainly a contact bat, but he's lost his average and his OBP over the years. His, his days with the Royals are behind him. I know he had, he had a good year last year or this past year, but – you know, it's a shortened season, and you can't really make big judgments on that. Luke Voigt, clearly very, very much more a valuable contributor. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We got to go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. For the last two and a half years or whatever it's been, so, I mean, unless you're making a Luke Voigt trade where you're getting somebody huge in return, like, cool, but there is no, there's no subsequent deal that follows this to make any sense of it. Just and, insane. Yeah. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a couple more trade proposals. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We got to go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back from the break. We're currently talking about why Eric Hosmer will not be the Yankees' first baseman in 2021 uh, for like a million reasons or, or more like, uh, you know, 40 million reasons, which is what it would cost to bring in Hosmer and Will Myers, who's a redundant outfielder at this point, and who is a worse option for the team than Clint Frazier. You can talk about trading Frazier all you want. Uh, adding Will Myers instead of Frazier makes the situation actively worse and worse from a money standpoint. Yeah, you're not saving that much money here, and you're not you're kind of making the lineup a little bit more flexible, but you're not really at all because Stanton is a permanent DH at this point. We know that, but then if you bring in Hosmer, you're pretty much just flip-flopping Voigt and Hosmer in the DH spot, and no one's really getting a day off and nothing, you know, you're not able to better 
move people in different areas and change up positions. So I don't get it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't want to give Stanton away for something that's going to create more logjam issues or just add money to the payroll that isn't as valuable or doesn't make as much sense. I do like this next one though. And would love to hear your thoughts first. Stanton and prospects to the Chicago Cubs for you, Darvish, Jason Hayward, and our old friend, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, this one comes with this Sherman caveat, God bless him, of this one definitely blows up the Yankees 2021 luxury tax. Uh, yeah, I think that's an understatement. Uh, Darvish costs, you know, Darvish would be a great addition. Um, I'm not sure in what capacity you'd be able to get Darvish in a deal that involves Stanton. Uh, but Hayward is like the definition of redundant at this point. And he, he, you can't say that his contract was an outright mistake because the Cubs did win a World Series with Hayward and Wright, uh, more than capable defender, uh, you know, did his job in at least some capacity for probably about a year and a half of the deal and came back with a strong 2020 season. Uh, but uh, Lord Almighty, I mean, I don't know why the Yankees are taking on that money and Craig Kimbrell money, who, who appears to be a wash at this point. Um, you know, you're, if you add Craig Kimbrell to the back end of your bullpen, you're basically adding a deficiency. Like, not only is that not wise, it's actively unhelpful to add Craig Kimbrell. Um, this puppy is just – and there, there's even a part of, of this trade that sort of uh, asks whether the Yankees should try to widen the deal and figure out a way to get Ian Happ in it, which, like, yeah. But, like, how much wider can you get? I, I mean, what, what is the conversation here? I d- – so – them getting Kimbrel makes sense because the Yankees have to eat something bad here and it will be Craig Kimbrel because you're giving up this very onerous contract in Stanton for seven years and 218 million for a team in the Cubs who are trying to save money. They're being cheapos as well. So I, that's the, that's the L I guess you'd be willing to take here. You put Kimbrel in, you make him the sixth, seventh inning guy, whatever, just live with it. But in terms of, I don't know how else you can expand the deal even further. Uh, I, I mean, I guess you, I mean, our old solution, throw in Anthony Rizzo and give them, give them Luke Voigt and then, you know, throw in Ian Happ and give them, uh, I don't know, who else can we give them? Clint Frazier. And then they can move Schwarber to a more permanent DH and put Frazier in the outfield. Is that fair? Is that too much? I honestly don't know. Uh, now we're getting into psycho, psycho trade mode and that seems a little bit crazy. Uh, this trade still leaves a little bit, a little bit uh, of an open-ended aspect to it because where's Jason Hayward going to go? We have Aaron Judge in right field. Jason, I love Jason Hayward. I think he's great. Uh, as you said, you know people shit on that contract for so long, but they won a World Series in the last two, three, two and a half years. He's been really good. He's a Gold Glove outfielder. He's a power hitter from. Uh, the left side of the plate, and he gets a lot of extra base hits. So very valuable guy. You Darvish, I like too, but the Cubs kind of need pitching. They're losing Lester, and they do, and and everybody else on their staff, I believe, is pretty pretty much cost effective. They have uh, Hendricks under that team friendly deal. Um, oh no, Quintana's a free agent too. There's no way they're making this fucking deal. This is crazy. I, don't know what I this like is. this though. I, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward is 31 years old, by the way. Like, what happened here? How is that yeah. possible? I feel like he's lived 12 careers already. He was like young Ken Griffey Jr., and then he was like a, an onerous, terrible contract in Chicago. He was also a coup. Chicago stealing him from the Cardinals. 
he gave a motivational speech at halftime. It felt like of the 2016 World Series Game Seven, uh, and, and he had a great bounce back year in both 2019 and 2020. Uh, I don't really understand how he is the age that he is and how he's a viable trade candidate at this point. Uh, yeah, more importantly, they're not clearing out their rotation unless they plan on being terrible next year, in which case yeah. they're not training for Giancarlo Stanton anyway. Um, we, we should probably briefly examine at least the rest of the trades in this article, um, which are varying degrees of wild. Um, Gary Sanchez to the Rockies for David Dahl and Tony Walters in kind of a start a new deal for both sides. Uh, don't hate that one, honestly. That, that kind of uh, – that feels like a little bit of a win-win to me. Dahl is uh, very interesting. But then you've got Luke Voigt and Miguel Andujar to the Marlins for Pablo Lopez, who had a, a decent 2020 season, who I, I wouldn't object to adding Pablo Lopez to my roster – but if I could do it for Miguel Andujar and a mid-range prospect, I'd do it. Not for 2020 MVP Luke Voigt. Uh, no thanks. And then there's the Lance Lynn trade that also sets you off that I would, I would sort of throw in the non-starter category. I'm not, I'm not trading for Lance Lynn. We had him. It didn't really work. Then we traded him. Or did, did we let him go? Did we, we traded him, right? Uh, no, we let him walk. No, He's a we just let him, oh, no, I'm sorry. We traded for him from the Twins. That was the Dietrich Enns deal or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, – okay, now it's coming back to me. A little yeah. cheapo deal. Yeah. Uh, it was a great deal for the Yankees at the time. It seemed like they were getting a steal. Just didn't work out. Lynn, I guess, you know, maybe didn't like New York or wasn't in the right situation in the rotation. I don't know. He's a star in Texas. That's great. But you already watched this fail. It didn't, it didn't exactly blow up in your face, and it wasn't, you know, anything that ruined your life. But it didn't work. And then why are you going to give up a valuable asset in Clint Frazier to – bring back an experiment that you already saw fail for the most part. I like Lynn, but you're not going to, you're not getting this version of Lance Lynn. You're probably getting a, ver, a you know, a, a back end rotation version of Lance Lynn in this situation. And Clint Frazier has proven to be a valuable asset. If you're trading Clint Frazier, it's gotta be for somebody that you know is going to be, be able to make an immediate impact and, you know, fill in a spot that you desperately need and someone that you haven't already had that didn't really work out. I'm fine with trading Loisaga. I mean, I don't know why the Rangers would want him, but whatever. I mean, I guess it fills a bullpen need for them. And then you get, you know, they got to they gotta take something else on with, with Frazier because that, that's clearly a win here for them, in my opinion. I don't, I'm not, uh, there's so many Lance Lynn trade scenarios. You wrote about one too. I just, I couldn't agree with it any less. I can't. <laughs> I mean, it's the version of Lance Lynn that we already saw is the one who's going to be coming back to the Bronx. And he also like, he does have this thing where he'll breathe fire on one random day and throw nine innings, two runs, 11 Ks, you know, 112 pitches. And he'll get all these tweets like, oh, Lance Lynn, team on his back, badass. There he is. Lance Lynn marching in here and then the next day he'll give up five runs in four innings and no one will mention it again he, he wasn't even that fantastic this year honestly it, it, for the Texas Rangers which is a team that's a perfect fit for whatever Lance Lynn brings to the table uh, but he didn't really seem to enjoy his time uh, in New York that much they tinkered with his uh, motion and all that bad stuff and he sort of feels like a guy who, uh, you know, would benefit from being elsewhere. So I don't think I'm going to be trading Clint Frazier for him anytime soon. Thank you so much. Once again, if they're willing to take nothing but prospects, you could do much worse than adding Lance Lynn to the team and seeing how it plays itself out. Uh, but for Frazier, uh, no thanks. 
and and adding Luke Voigt as sort of a throw-in when the Marlins already have Garrett Cooper in this Pablo Lopez deal for for the Marlins three starter. That you're watching someone in Pablo Lopez who's a guy you, you sort of expect to lose when he takes the mound. He's sort of a 24-year-old average changeup specialist. Uh, it's someone if you can take a flyer on him, you add him to the roster. But if it takes parting with Luke Voigt to get there, you just straight up do not do that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand that. I think the one thing. Uh, before we stop talking about this, because now now it's getting a little bit crazy. We just can't do it. Yeah, I think why not? Like why not? It's Schwarber should be in this Cubs deal. Schwarber is like an impending. He's he's approaching free agency. Um, he's pretty much exactly what Stanton is, except Stanton's probably you know Stanton will be under contract for longer. Um, you know he pr- he provides a little bit more pop. Schwarber is more of a fit for the Yankees left side of the plate. You can put him in the outfield if you need to, but he's more, he more profiles as a DH whereas Stan is, you know, a surefire DH. Um, and I, I just, I don't, that, that's the way I see it making any sense. And yeah, maybe I guess you did, you know, you do Schwarber, like why can't this be Stanton and Chapman for Schwarber, Kimbrell and Anthony Rizzo. And then the Yankees send like a prospect or two. I feel like that's fair. That's what we like. That's yeah. what we've always advocated for. Um, I don't understand why Chapman isn't a part of this. He's an upgrade to the Cubs. If they, if they want to make the team better, uh, he's, he's better than Craig Kimbrell. He absolutely is. Uh, even Yankee brain would admit that you'd rather have Chapman, despite all his foibles, than Craig Kimbrell right now. Um, but this, in terms of a salary matching deal, seems to fulfill fewer needs for both teams than what we've pitched in the past. So uh, good night and good luck and God bless that uh, people are still out here formulating these wild trades uh, gives us a lot of fodder to talk about. Uh, and it, it proves that people are, are sort of in the same corner we are where life is crazy and hectic right now. And they're just grasping for straws. Uh, we're certainly doing that. Um, that is it for this episode of the Yanks go yard podcast. Hopefully when we get back to you on Friday, we're going to have something more concrete to talk about, but odds are we're probably just going to be dissecting somebody else's strange trade column beginning to end and reading you out exact quotes from that column once again um make sure to find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and wherever you do prefer to get your podcast uh it's about time for a mailbag episode so please do drop us those five star reviews and your applicable questions in the comments and we will get back to you uh, until next time i'm adam weinrib and you can find me on twitter freaking out at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please, please head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We got this very, very uncertain off season. We're going to have all the content ready for you. As you can see with these crazy trade scenarios, maybe we'll cook some more up. You know, this is kind of inspiring me and I'm feeling good about it. Uh, but I hope you all voted uh, yesterday. Uh, no more voting today. Trump still thinks it's happening, but it's not. As long as you voted yesterday and you mailed in something before yesterday, we're in great shape. Uh, hopefully we have a decision there just for the sake of our country. Uh, but otherwise, you know, we'll see you for the next episode on pizza Friday, baby. Yeah. You're not allowed to vote anymore. Do not keep voting. Uh, we will see. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down.
<clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.